0: Welcome to episode 193 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right, guys, welcome along to episode 193 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How are you going, mate? I'm good. Been... How are you feeling? Is probably a better question. Oh, okay, it's been really? a while since we've been sitting in here. <laughs> the studio has been missing you. It's been what a good, good month or so. <laughs> yeah, it was before, well, before Christmas, wasn't it? It's was... literally a month. Feeling good and yourself? Yeah I'm feeling pretty good too actually but we'll talk about talk about ourselves in a minute. Let's uh get on to sponsors straight away.
1: Coffeesofhawaii.com. Oh I've been missing
0: them, John. You haven't been? I haven't been. It's been going down big time on the camp. Really? Loving it. And who else we got? Trybuyers.com. Get on there for the deals. And athlinks.com. Get on there to check out what you've been doing with your mates in your racing season. You've got to get your Challenge Wanaka result up there. Yeah, I do have to get that up there, and we'll talk about that in a little bit of time. But today's show's going to be a little bit different, because um, it's mainly interviews. Porno and I were down in Monica last weekend, and we got interviews with uh, basically the top three guys, the top two chicks, Daniel McDonald from Epic Camp, nice. and uh, Victoria, the race event organiser down there as well. Oh, nice so, grease work. Yeah, I did the grease work, I'll tell you <laughs> what, but if you want to do a race this is the race to do right. it, it's just awesome eh? so um, that was kind of good um, and then John did some last minute Epic Camp interviews as well yep so just basically final day interviews as the guys were leaving some
1: of their impressions on how things went and yeah that'll basically be today's show
0: nice love your work okay so uh, before we thought we kind of just before we actually put the interviews on um, just to kind of wrap up your Epic Camp experience and me talk about my Monaco race so first of all tell me about Epic Camp mate
1: it was bloody good yeah really? you know, it was t- it was tough um, but for me no not massively tougher than other camps, but that's mainly because I was pretty conservative with my with my sort of training in the first week not in terms of the volume because you don't really have any choice in that but in terms of my pace you know when we had events I took it pretty gently and uh, and basically just raced for places except for the king of Mountains whenever that was on I was game where would end up there. I might have just about got second, I think, I'm not sure, depends if I overtook Gordo, because I missed one King of the Mountains, um, there was an optional tack-on up Whokapapa, yeah, which is a ski field in the North Island, it was a miserable day, it was raining, and uh, I just was not in the mood, and I just it was only like day four of the camp, so I skipped that, so I got zero points for that.
0: Oh, and they made that a King of the Mountain? Yeah, it was an optional tack-on. Oh, tack on. That's, a bit, that's a bit rude, yeah. you can't have an optional tack-on as a King of the Mountain.
1: Yeah, well, we did. Oh, you yeah, would have well, won it, John. So that, uh, that basically counted me out, but... I made quite a bit of inroads towards the end I doubt it was. It might not have been enough to overhaul Gordo yeah so
0: Klaus won the King Klaus so yeah all in all it was, uh, it was a good camp um, what about you you know because like, one thing for you guys who are listening is that for John uh, he's working as well so you're doing the training it's, uh, you know when you're doing epic camp and you're actually working as well it makes it pretty hard and I know this camp um, logistically, it was a lot harder because you had no real home base for a few days. So how was it for you, stress-wise, making sure all that went to plan?
1: Uh, it was a bit of stress. Mo- well, not stress, but just worry most days. But the main thing was, is it was, for me, there was basically zero personal time. Um, really? So getting up in the morning, getting, re- getting ready for training, and basically trying to pay bills, get things sorted, and then yep. getting on the bike and then you know, training all day. And then at the end of the day doing blog, wrapping up things, paying more bills, getting yeah. things sorted for the next day, yeah. and then basically to bed. So there was basically zero zero downtime, but I knew that, and that was probably one of the big differences between this camp and other camps, um, not just for me, but for mostly athletes. There was very, very limited downtime. Just so, because you are moving every day? Yeah, so basically up until dinner, it was zero downtime, and then after dinner, you know, most people either wrote a blog or just caught up with a couple of people and then went to sleep. So really? that, that was... Um, fairly tough, but you got into a routine. I don't find it too bad.
0: Yep, yep. But
1: and uh, so what happened with the jerseys in the end? Jerseys in the end. The um, yellow jersey went to Stephen Lord, Which third camp in a row. Predictable. Yep. Um, there was, was a big battle on for the first week with Gordo, and Gordo cracked a little bit and pulled back and just basically went on for um, camp completion. He was pretty pretty smoked at that stage. Um, and Stephen Lord, it just he just trained so much, it wasn't that... Yeah. Bigger deal, you know, Epicam yeah. is not that big a deal for him but uh, to be fair, he did some big days and you know, I one day he ran 40k uh, so he did a huge amount of training, so he took home the red, uh, the, the yellow jersey. Who got the red? The uh, the red jersey is over 40 uh, over Gordo's age so Gordo's, over 40 Gordo's now. Age. Um, so <laughs> the red jersey, that was quite an interesting battle again, probably till about day 12. Um, Mark Pietrafissa, who you'll hear from later in the camp. The curly freight train The curly freight train he, uh, he rung himself inside out to win that jersey. Really? Because David Craig... David Craig pushed him. um, Pushed him to the limit. Really? And uh, you'll hear a little bit about that. But David Craig ran 250k on the camp. Really? So 250k in 15 days plus... Around about two thousand four hundred k's of uh, riding. riding, plus he did well over the uh, twenty six k amount of swimming. Is he doing
0: New Zealand? Yep. I thought David was a bit injured. What happened there? No, he's, he's, no, he was a little <laughs> bit injured before Kona, but he, oh, okay. he
1: came right. Yeah. So he and, and he was pushing the pace on the bike a lot as well. Really? so Those two had a good ding dong battle. Kom was obviously class, class, and and know, yeah, he was he was hidden shoulders above the rest. I mean. A couple of times um, we we came over the tops of climbs together. So I don't know how hard he was working. Was he, I could hear him puffing a little bit, but um, I'm not sure if I was pushing him to the limit. And uh, so he took out all but one of the King of the Mountains, um, and then it was sort of chopping and changing between Gordo and myself really for the rest. Nice. And uh, any honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. Um, on the last day, we rode up Bluff Hill. Well, yep. not, we did, not we didn't, we um, didn't. Some people rode up Bluff Hill. And uh, epic vet Douglas Scott from Auckland. Yeah, good old Douglas. When you go up Bluff Hill, it's arguably probably the, the toughest climb in New Zealand. Its averages, I think, 18% for 3K. Oh, really? And it goes really? to 25% it's in the Tour of Southland. Oh, really? So it's right at the bottom of the South Island. You see, you see it coming in. It just looks like a wall. Really? Guy, I said to the guys, there's, there's no way you'll get up there because the... Tour of Southland guys that are proper full-on cyclists. Yeah. A lot of them are zigzagging all over the road, and a lot of them don't make it up. Really, so I thought there's no way. And some of the guys only had twenty threes or twenty fives yeah. on their, their rear
0: cassette, but I think just
1: about all of them got up. There was probably about. Seven or eight that we had. It's, it's
0: when you're crawling, eh? Hey, just to keep the just to keep the cranks going around, eh? Hey. Well, that's the problem. You come into the,
1: the last stretch, you come around a corner, and then bang! That's where it hits you with about twenty five percent. Twenty five percent. It was insane. Cause we ran down it, and uh, and Douglas was just pulling a little bit too hard, and he basically just flipped over the back of his bike. And guys saw him, and they just did a backflip, <laughs> landed on his head, smashed his helmet. <laughs> And uh, got back on his bike and got to the top. Really? So that was a honourable mention. That's a honourable mention. And other honourable mentions are to the support crew. Dave Dewan was with us all the way through the camp and did Was a he shagged job. by the end
0: of it? He, he was wearing a little fit on the last couple of days. I think about Dave. which you, Dave's a great guy. He's such a nice guy, and he's such a positive character. And, you know, like in the camp, it's a pretty fatiguing environment, and he's always up, eh? You oh, know, yeah. he's, he's always on the up. He's always got energy for the boys and the girls, and
1: well, the it's th- great. The thing is, I mean, it's, you can find people with energy, but then you, he's professional as well, so yeah. he gets the business done, and he gives everybody energy every day. So, yeah. outstanding from him. And one other funny thing that happened, um, when the first day we started in Cape Ranger. Uh, and which is the top of the, the North Island, and we had the photos and stuff there. Yep. And there's a lighthouse. Yeah, of, and you're on the news. We're on the news. That's right. on the news. And then we finish at Bluff. And there's an end of the road there. There was a couple that were on holiday on New Zealand. I'm not sure if they were English or German or whatever they were. And they they said hello to us at the top. And then when we actually rolled into Bluff, they were in a car like oh really two minutes behind bottom. us. And they were at the bottom. They've been touring for two and a half weeks. And wow. they finished at the same time. What are the cool. chances, eh? Chances. But all in all, good camp. Sponsors. It's getting some love, John. Umph. have got these cool shorts that they gave us. Go on to their site. They're the top of the range right s- shorts, and they've actually got pockets where you can put. Instead of wearing. that's called Umph. O O-O-M-P-H, o m p h. Umphsports.com. And they've got these um, racing shorts, and you can put your race number on it and you can put your little bottles in it. Oh, so the shorts are designed all that
0: stuff. Yeah. Oh, they're man. funky.
1: So I do like the
0: OMF gear. It is it's good quality. Yeah, good yeah. quality. Oh, there's so class there. Bottoms, yeah. Bottoms, let's go. Bottoms. Bottoms. Okay, and which ones are they? They are. Those ones here.
1: Yeah. They're Kailua Compression Short. Uh, so you can put your race so number on. got the Transition
0: can... Gordo Brief. Oh, no.
1: And it ain't flash. <laughs> 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 so these, are, these are kick-ass. So get on to oomphsports.com. They're quality product. So you, oh, can really there. Yeah. you can put your bottles in there. You've got little bits for your gels on the side. You put your race number so you on. you don't need like race belts or anything like that. You no. can just kind of whoop it on. They're awesome. Nice. Uh, head. Stephen Lord took home a set of head wheels oh, for nice. taking home the yellow jersey. I some of those. Nice. High five. The, the new gels, those ISO gels, are just so easy yeah. to take. They're just like they're not so sweet, eh? No, they're just like it's like sort of not like water going down, but it's nowhere near as. You don't to get that sick s- kind of feeling in your stomach when you no. have too many gels. So they were quality, and uh, fuel belt. We had our fuel belts on for any any long runs. Blue seventy, we got the bags. Yeah, those blue seventy bags. bags, any bags left over? Rock. They've got the little Wetsu tongue on the bottom. No none left over. Steinlager. Where did you get the Wetsu ones? Ones with a little wetsuit compartment yeah. on the bottom. Yeah, they're brilliant. Because oh. whenever you go to race, your wetsuit's always wet, and you put it in your bag, yeah, and you know, it just and sucks. They wet. But they've got a little sealed-off compartment down the bottom. They're awesome. Steinlager. Steinlager Edge. People are liking that. They are? People are liking that. I was, did
0: anyone actually get drunk? Uh... Yeah, a I'm bit. sure after a after big day's training, even if it's a couple, it'll get you on, you get you get your I smiling. Had one, on the last day,
1: because we didn't quite have the aid and everything at the end of the day, we just sort of finish and get back to the hotel. I had one beer and I was like, oh, Dalmain, <laughs> a cheap you, <laughs> Delmaine, uh, Daddy Death, Peter yeah, Tinhold, help yeah. us out with Delmaine. Check out their fruit. They've got this fruit bread stuff. Beautiful. I love fruit bread. They're, it's fantastic. fantastic. I love like hot cross yeah. buns. They're my favourite food in the world. But Delmaine do all pastas and sauces in New Zealand. Yeah. And then finally, tasty. Um, do a whole range of cereals and bars and. Just, you guys pay for anything? <laughs> I, hook, I hook them up. Uh, <laughs> you hook them up. So that, that was all sponsors, and we're going to have a. If we can find the link, there's going to be a link for the little news clip that was on uh, Prime News in New Zealand. And, uh, there's going well, to be John, a DVD you might have
0: there. been on Prime News, but I was actually on one network news. Oh, no, we've got a bit of work to do. Well, no, but admittedly, your story is a little bit better than mine. Richard Usher was getting interviewed after the Aye. race, and uh, so I'm putting the microphone in his face, and I put that right up to his face, and my hands on the news, but oh. the cameraman slapped it out of the way. Oh, no. Yeah, so. You see my hand for about, you see that microphone there on the news Nice. For about two seconds.
1: Final thing on Epic Camp, if you want to check it out, go to epiccamp.com. There's lots of blogs up there. Yeah. some photos. There's going to be more photos going yeah, up. There, there were, there photos, it. Yeah, there weren't many photos. I was a bit weak on that. Uh, but the blogs were great. Uh, blogs are up there. Next Epic Camp is uh, sort of just getting confirmed now. It's uh, most likely going to be in Colorado in August. Uh, so we'll
0: be opening that up soon. Nice. Good times. August, Colorado. Will you yeah. be doing New Zealand next year? No. Okay, why not? Because we need a break. <laughs> You're sick of it. I, I <laughs> You've seen break. the whole
1: country now. What's <laughs> yeah. the point?
0: Okay, I need a break.
1: So it's going to likely be Colorado next August, and then the following August is likely to be
0: uh, the Alps in France. I have to admit, this summer, not having to train for a race, like I didn't really train for Wanaka. Mm. it was it was a really nice summer to not have to actually do anything. and have a, Like I had a week at home where I actually just went out every night for mates and, you know. Crazy. It was, it was just a different world, John. It's a different <laughs> world. Well, I had my race in Wanaka last weekend, um, Challenge Monica and they have got the half on. And uh, it, was, it was a really good day for me, actually. It was funny because I've, been, I've only done one half before. I did a half years ago. Like you smoked me in that one? Yeah, well, no, I did one years ago, the Queenstown half, but yeah. like literally took 10 minutes for one transition. I was totally new to triathlon and then yeah. did the the South Island half. which in Ash Vegas with John one time. and. I don't know what it was, but a half is just a nice distance, eh? That's a good distance. It's a good distance because mentally it's not that hard. And you can push pretty hard. Well, so for me, so I got in the water, pretty much got up the front pack, and I swam the 2K, and for pretty much for about 1,500 metres of it, I was just sitting on a pack that was a little bit faster than me, but I was able to sit on it. But then when we came into the to along the river's front... Yep. You were looking at the sun, and I lost sight of the pack. And I was at the back, and I was, couldn't see anyone. Mm-hmm. And I kind of lost the pack, so I lost a couple of minutes at the end of the swim there, or maybe a minute or so. But I was still pretty still happy with my swim. Still
1: pretty impressive swim.
0: Yeah. You were only like a minute down on the front guys, were you? Yeah. I, well, I, I must have been on the front pack. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. I was happy with that, and then got on the bike, and it's a it's a really honest. Like the Not good yet. thing about the course is it's just an honest ride. You go out to Triple Cone and back, and then there's a bit of a flat section, but the, pretty much the whole thing's rolling the whole mm-hmm. time. And guys are just flying past me on the bike, <laughs> like, and I'm thinking, admittedly you've got the teams going as well. But I'm thinking, holy crap, I've lost it big time. Like yeah. I knew I wasn't as sharp as what I what I thought I was, but I was just boom, boom, boom. So I was getting a bit heartbroken and. And then I got out of Treble Cone, I got back into Wanaka and I just started found my rhythm and I just sat on a good pace and I was really happy with my ride because I didn't smack the crap out of it, but I just sat on a good solid pace, didn't push it too much and kind of, I, had, I ended up having a really good run and I kind of think that was the reason why was because I had a really good ride. But I got off the bike and uh, you're allowed iPods, Sean, and you'd be disappointed in me and I did use my iPod and I have to say, if you can use an iPod in a race, do it. Each, to their, own. Each to their own. I mean, yeah. If it's in, it's not against the rules. Yeah, it wasn't fine. against the rule, and I and yeah. I found some cool music, and it made the race the run very mentally easily mm. to do. But got off the bike, I was in fifteenth spot at that time. Whoa. Yeah, so I was I wasn't doing that flash <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking I have got to get at least top ten. So I just started running, and and I found a really nice rhythm. I was feeling really good, but. I was thinking, well, I'm still not that fit. I don't want to really cane it, so go through to about 11 k's or to the bottom to the hill section, yep, yep. and see how I'm going. And so I passed a few guys at that stage, and I must have been about eighth, maybe ninth at the at the bottom mm-hmm. of the hill. And then 5k to go, I had four guys in front of me and basically... You see them? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're about 2k in front of me because you can see all the way down the road. Yeah, yeah. And so I saw guys way off in the distance with 5k to go and I just just beat myself up and I managed (sighs) to get them all. Nice. And I ended up having just an awesome run and it was just, for me, it was one of those days, you know, it's like you race so much that you have bad days, you have average days and you have really great days Mm -hmm. and... You know, like, I'm not the athlete I was two years ago, mm-hmm. so to actually pull off that race on the prep I had and, you know, the fact that I had to go back to the gym and teach 11 classes that week, I just had a perfect day. It was great. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was, no, it was really, really good. Very solid. It was. It was interesting... Looking at how people would treat the race, like so many people, even the half were blowing up. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And it was like it was like if I was doing an Ironman race, I probably had the perfect Ironman strategy. I swam solid but didn't kill myself, bike solid, and then really just save myself for that second part of the run.
1: And um, there was rumors where the water was reasonably
0: cold. Was it? Well, was it not too bad? I don't know, maybe people were just a bit soft. They always exaggerate. Yeah, it was cold getting in, but once yeah. you're moving, it was fine. Yeah, no ice cream headache. No, not, not, it wasn't even that cold. Yeah. yeah. That's not cold. There. No, no. And I was like, I went in early because I wanted to warm up. So I was in the water 15 minutes early. Oh, that's... And I warmed up for about 10. And then I sat around for five. And I was by about five minutes, I was like, oh, now I'm getting a little bit cold. I need to get started. But it, was, it wasn't It cool. was that cold. Um, the race is awesome. i put some website photos. Here, I'll show you some photos that they sent through from... Um, the race, Look, it's Richard Usher on the bike oh, yeah, and yeah. Jenna coming through the little foresty section. Yeah, it, it's, I, don't, I don't know, if you're, if you're in Australia or New Zealand or even if you're just overseas, if you want to come do a stunning race, mm. it's just a beautiful race. And the half is a really nice race as well because they kind of cut off at luggett and go down the back road there. And even, yeah. just there's no part of the race where you think this isn't beautiful. So how do, how do they pull off the race in terms of
1: how successful was it combining a half a full team's race, you know, for the spectators and for the athletes, what was your sort of feeling? Did they stuff it up or did they get it? No, uh, they
0: totally got it right. So if we looked at the South Island one a few months ago, you know, where they had lots of things happening, it was a little bit disorganised, they kind of pulled it off. But, you know, things ran a little bit late here or there, and it was only five minutes, ten minutes, but still it was a little bit off par on that one, whereas this one, they were pretty sharp. Um, The only thing I, I kind of felt was maybe with the team's half, they probably could have started the teams a little bit later, maybe 20, 30 minutes later. Yep. Because the problem what happened was that you didn't really know where you were in your race yep. because half people were overtaking you and, and maybe that's just a deal. But it, And also, I kind of feel that if you win the half, you should be the first person across the line yeah, and yeah. not a teams guy. Yeah, yeah. And so the the gap, you know, they started the teams five minutes behind. <laughs> right. And in this film, it was actually funny because I had actually... <laughs> um you're right. Yep. he's surviving the camp I fell off the back of this swim <laughs> and, uh, and I thought oh, well, hopefully some people will come through soon and I'll be able to sit on the table and a half people full <laughs> <Stop laughs> mouth oh no on. so um, so I think maybe if anything on the half aspect it would be cool if maybe there's a bigger gap between the start of the, the individual and the half
1: and what about for the guys doing the full did it interfere with their ass at all or were you guys no, mostly no because we, like,
0: we, we started about an hour behind them, yeah, an hour fifteen behind them, so like when we were coming out of when we were going out of we were basically starting the bike ride, Richard and us had already come back into town okay. so you, you, you we were overtaking a few people who were the slow people on the bike, but for them, once they got to luggage it. You know, it was game over. They weren't going to hit any half people. So were you done, finished before Richard Asher got off the bike, or about the same time? About the same time, I was actually okay. I was running in as he was running out. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. um, but in saying that, they limited the field this year for the half. So we talked to Victoria later on in the show, and she was saying they actually limited the field just to see if they could legislatively make it work. And this is going to be a pretty popular half long term, I think, mm. because it's it's you just it's a beautiful course um it's it's quite a nice course because you run on the off-road yeah yeah, so like even though i was you know i had like i ran a 120 i was pretty stoked with that um running off-road does make it easier oh yeah you know what i mean and so it you know it's going to attract people as well it's you know it's a challenge racer they're a big brand so you know if they open up the half big time then that may be an issue going on term um the race the night before they had the half i mean the the sprint sprint of their last year yeah that was okay um there wasn't much of a crowd this time I was expecting to be a bit more of a crowd like it was okay but it wasn't like last year I did it it was was a good crowd yeah and uh, like on the main street there was a few people so it was fine Um, the women's race was just no one in it there must have only like 11 athletes yeah that's pretty standard
1: oh really it's not me really New Zealand champs and the under 23s is like Three people racing, oh, right. elite, because people are scared to race elite. You know, if you
0: everybody's racing in the age group race, so uh, the, the elite woman in New Zealand's because basically there's a young girl from Wanaka, um, Nikki someone, Nikki Samuels, yeah, and Sam yeah. Warner, and uh Sam ended up taking out in the run. But yeah, the men's race I didn't actually watch it, but it was a pretty exciting sprint finish at That's the what end. I saw, yeah, yeah, um, but overall, if you are thinking about doing great race, and I know you know, we we like challenge, but you know it's a great race and you know whenever you're going to an Ironman race you're also getting a pretty wicked experience as well but mm-hmm. you know I, I think they really deliver on the experience Results have you got any results anywhere uh, just off the top of my head um, Richard Usher was first yeah took it out by about
1: 5 minutes 8.31 I think it was only swam 57 biked 4.42 on that course is just insane yeah and then I think he ran a 2.51 yeah um, And Justin, Justin Deer was second I he think. ran a 2.49 2.49 yeah, solid, solid run. and then uh, Keegan Williams Keegan Williams was third yep. on the girls side I think I was impressed to see Gina Ferguson winning what sort of happened in the women's race Because uh, they so, together
0: at all or so not no Gina pretty much had it the whole day Keith uh, was catching her towards the end but there was just wasn't enough time it was still like four or five minutes away Yeah. Uh, but Keith was saying we talked to her and we talked to her soon on the show she was saying she's just not that fit at the moment yeah. And uh, but in saying that even if she was that she kinda of felt Jen would take her out on that day. Yep. Jen had a really great race. Um, and, and then
1: third was Elizabeth Christensen,
0: I think. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of predictable, really. I suppose yeah. the women's race was, you know, it was, could have gone either way. But um yeah For,
1: First age grouper from Christchurch, Andrew
0: Black, listener of the show. Oh, did he take out the age group, yep, did he? I think he was eighth overall. Well, in the men's half we had David Plew yep. take it out. And, and uh, uh no, the young boy from Invercargill Matt someone, got second. I don't know, but then Rebecca Ray from Christchurch was first. Oh, so. did she? So. Okay. Cantebs took to it out. Yep. You're pretty happy with that, aren't you, yep. John? Yeah, pretty happy. We're dominating the New Zealand scene, aren't we? That's right. What's the best city in New Zealand for triathletes? Well, per capita, probably Christchurch. Yeah, that's
2: right. That's right. Just
1: you yeah.
0: listen to it. Listen <laughs> New Zealand. We're dominating the dojo. Um, so, yeah, good times in Wanaka. So, anyway, we're going to check on interviews now. We've got interviews with lots of people from Wanaka and a few of the Epic Camp boys. Admittedly, the Wanaka interviews are a little bit... The sound quality is not great. There's a bit of a kind of a a scratchy sound in the background but the content is life changing John life changing life changing so make sure you listen to it here we go right, guys so welcome along to uh, the Wanaka special of I Am Talk with uh, Bevan James Isles and no John Neuston today because I've got Sean over the porno next to me how do you feel mate yeah pretty good probably better than Jonbo's feeling right now yeah, just a couple more days to go on effort camp it's about a minute before race start and it's it's a nice atmosphere down here, isn't it? Yeah, it's very calm today.
3: Yeah, It's yeah. a bit
0: scary, actually. Pono and I were camping here a couple of weeks ago, and honestly, it was blowing... Just hold on to your tent stuff, wasn't it? hold on to your tent, and yeah. now you couldn't have got a better day for a race. It's it's they're calm. Beautiful. Very de- calm. Beautiful. Cool. cool. Good atmosphere happening. Yeah. So we're going to be going and watching the start of the race pretty soon, and uh, bring it on. Pono and I are both doing a half today, so you'll be hearing all about that later on.
3: Oh, sure thing. All right, a minute
0: to go. Let's okay, go. Let's do it.
3: Let's get into it.
0: Okay, so we're, we're on the first lap of uh, swim course, not the bike course, and uh, Brian Fuller? Yeah, Aussie guys just pulled off the
3: front, there's a bit of a bunch behind them with Gina Corford and Richard Usher, and in they're in a couple of age groups. so it's
0: Brian Fuller. Brian Fuller, okay, and, and next to me actually have uh, Daniel McDonald, uh, the, the famous New Zealand triathlete it just come away from Epic Camp, uh, how are you feeling, mate?
4: Yeah, pretty good, a little bit poked, but... All in all, pretty good. Yep. Had a couple of days off, so yeah,
0: fine. So the big question is, and I've got to ask it, you know, you're doing Epic Camp length of New Zealand, and you've got a business, and you, you import the new, Newton shoes to New Zealand. Don't you give us the website? Uh, newtonrunning.com.
4: Yep. Um, but yeah, if you're in New Zealand, you go to dcmsport.com. Okay, and uh, you had to leave Epic Camp a few days early.
0: Did that break your heart?
4: Yeah, I was shattered, yep. actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pulled out in in, uh, in Christchurch, so four days early, and yeah. just devastated. But, I mean, work's more important. You've got to pay the bills. Yeah, have got to
3: pay for Bigger question, are you actually going to go back and finish it?
4: Uh, yes, actually. I've, I've already rallied, rallied up a couple of mates. So uh, next week, I think next Wednesday, yeah, we're going to start again and and hit the road <laughs> on our own. Campers are listening to this on my own.
0: So, so how did you find Epic camp overall? What was the experience like for you? It was awesome.
4: I suppose when you take yourself out of um, a normal environment where you, you've got work hassles, family hassles, things like that, um, it just allows you to train a lot better, a lot easier. Um, you know, so you can do the longer miles. So it was, yeah, it was good. You
0: know, you've been an athlete for a long time now, and you're pretty experienced, pretty, pretty good athlete. Were, were you surprised by the volume you were able to do, and, and that were you did you surprise yourself, or did you kind of do what you expect you to do? Um, I knew it was doable. I mean, I've done long
4: camps and trips before so it's it is totally doable um surprised i suppose yeah when you when you train with that class of athlete and the guys that um that that do it full time you sort of expect to struggle a bit but it was i held back on the first three or four days which was a smart thing to do because i saw a few guys that didn't um but yeah it's i was i suppose somewhat surprised but happy to know that you know that i can can ride with the guys you know run you know run with them so somewhat and yeah swim with that volume do you, do you have some highs and lows like where did you find a find any big dips yeah definitely definitely in a day like i had a, a theory of you know if it's a 200k day it's it's like a 70k bike ride a 70k bike ride and a 60k bike ride where you'd have an aid station so you'd probably get a couple of minutes rest to fill your bottles and halfway through the day you'd have lunch you know so you do get your highs and your lows, and especially if you're having a high or a low, or you hear a couple of guys arguing on the bike, it's usually food orientated. They're either bonking or, you know, low on sugars and things like that. So,
2: well, that
3: like
4: um, from day to day, did you find after a certain number of days you started to really feel
3: the pinch, or did you just push on through?
4: Yeah, I suppose the hardest thing was is when you <laughs> when you get off the bike, your ass is quite sore, yeah, and, and and you sort of sit back and wonder, you know in the 8 hours sleep how much skin can I really grow (laughs) so that was probably the hardest thing (laughs) probably and everyone I've never seen so many guys rub so much cream in such a small amount of place in one day but uh, yeah I I suppose there was yeah a few highs and lows I
0: was talking last night um, just lastly I was talking last night to you and uh, you have two days to decide if you're going to do a tap or not have you decided yes or no (laughs) Oh. <laughs> it's going to the world, mate We want to know uh,
4: yeah, I'll, yeah, I think I will Yeah, it's a shame to, to do that many base miles And not try and do something with it So I'll either go like an absolute legend Or just bloat a bit So It's on record
3: now
0: So yeah. <laughs> give us your website again If you want some mutant shoes Or any other product in New Zealand Your website is uh, DCMSport.com Thanks, mate Good luck it, mate. Okay, so I got Porto next to me, and we're actually just doing a bit of a, a bit of a, who's here? Who's here? Who's here? Well, um, who's Wally?
3: We'll start with the. The ladies Okay who's in the ladies Well Gina Gina Crawford of course They'll motorboat Off the front Yeah there. she's out in front With a couple of Male swimmers at the moment Yep um, Elizabeth Christensen From um, Oh well, she's Danish Yep, yep.
0: She's, well, I'm
3: loving that you know That porno Because
0: I don't have a clue Well it's got
3: it written here so. <laughs> Oh okay <laughs> <Makes life easier>. <laughs> Rebecca <laughs> Keat. We've heard what Yeah She's got to be favorite. Rebecca Keats here as well So um, yeah, they're that, probably that's the I mean they're the big hitters yeah. In the women's yeah. field and in the, the men's boys. field um, Well Keegan Williams Is up there He finished second last year He's a Kiwi boy we'll
0: He's a tough little character Old he, yeah, he's a bit of a fighter he's been is in he, Team BB he, yeah. yeah and so um, it's Team TBB isn't it yes it is yeah we yeah. told <laughs> him about that so um, he got second last year and he fought pretty hard and so yeah. we're interested to see if you about to keep up Usher we're going to put Usher in at number yeah, one yeah probably the big name is
3: Richard yeah. Usher a New Zealand multi-sport legend who's um, I mean he's he's come here He's, he's focused on Hawaii this year, from, from all accounts. He's he's quite keen to head back to, to Abu Dhabi and race in Ferris's, oh, Ferris's right, Speedo okay. Classic. We'll talk get him later desert. on today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a good follow. And then uh, and Justin
0: Deer from America. He's under Gordo's camp. He's a bloody good athlete. I think he got second or third here last year, actually. Yeah, train. Yeah. does he train the Chris uh, yep, same
3: Yeah. Yep. And, and um, good old Paul Westwood. Yeah, West. Yeah, I don't know. West, West, West is best.
0: West is best, and and um, the God man. The man is
3: yep. Yeah, the unlucky man. They're calling him this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's unlucky. He's in Mexico. This race. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think one thing that's interesting is they've given no one the number one spot. Well, that's maybe Chris, no,
3: Chris to was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Mark Petersen's back as well. Oh, wow. He won the first, first uh, one or second, second one? Second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep, Tough, yep. tough fella from Europe. So yeah, been training in snow, from all accounts. Yeah, yeah. So crazy. Yeah, they love it. All so, it's right. the field
0: We'll, uh, we'll get back to day. you later on. Beautiful day. We're we're about to go and race. Put some wet suits on. How do you feel? Oh, mate, I'm gonna smash it. <laughs> My prediction for today, I think I'm gonna win it by a 20 minute margin. So, yourself? Low or no? Yeah, pro- it, yeah, that is my strategy. I have to say, I'm actually feeling pretty cool. It's a great race. It's nice to be down at race day and see all the people it's around. It's nice to be part of it, eh? The half's really kind of well. I mean, just, just being here, it's, ad- it's just yeah. added a massive amount of people oh, to the like city. The volume, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And that's like we went to the um the pre- race briefing and um, I mean, it was just the half. Oh yeah, and there's so and what, many people. like 200
3: something individuals yeah. and 100 something teams. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, there, there you go. There's a, you
0: know, it's way of making big, money, isn't five it? Five or six hundred people just being involved. Yeah. And you definitely feel. The, the people here So it's great Yeah and everyone's doing A whole half A half a whole. Yeah we're half doing half A whole half <laughs> whole half of the whole. And some people are doing the whole swim Of the half a whole. It's, it's all very confusing hole. And these yeah. Different colours of bands and But we'll, we'll sort it out right, yeah. then We'll talk to you later on Maybe after the race actually So we'll tell you how we're going Yeah and then some interviews Yep bring it on
3: if we're, if we're professional
0: That's the one Okay so we've got um, Justin Deere From uh, the good old Where are you from? Uh, Boulder, Colorado In the States Boulder <laughs> Um Oh, nice. Good place to be how, How'd you go today, mate? How are you feeling?
5: Uh, I feel pretty tired. Um, very happy with the day. I, I really wanted to do well at this race. Um, it was tough training in, uh, in the winter back home, but um, I didn't really care that it was tough because I really just wanted to do well here, so I would, I would do whatever it took back home.
3: Yeah, so how many times have you been here now? How many times have you done this race?
5: Yeah, This is the second year yeah. in, a, in a row that I've been here, and... Um, you know, it's kind of an it's kind of odd coming from the states because our season really ends, and this is quite early. So, I've sort of shaped it where um, my season actually ends at this race, as opposed to starts with it. Um, so, I take a bit of break after this.
0: So, you're saying today that you um, you're getting off the bike. You're a little bit worried because you had good runners in front of you. Uh, you ran down to second, so you must have done pretty bloody well to pass some of the boys in front of you. Uh, tell us about your run. Well, you know,
5: last year I, I had a little bit better of a ride and came off the bike in second and totally blew. To smithereens in the last, I don't know, 10 or 12k of the run. So I was really trying to avoid having that happen this time. So I tried to keep keep a little bit in me on the bike. Um, you know, float a little bit of the downhills and do that sort of thing. And then um, I carried a lot more nutrition with me on the run this time. Uh, the aid stations are a little more spread out than some of the other races, so I thought that really helped. I um, uh, always said something on my hand at, at all times, so I was taking in nutrition in between all the aid stations, and I think that really made the difference on the second lap.
0: Hey, how was the run in the end? Because it's a bloody hot day here today, mate, and it uh, must have been hurting by the end.
5: <sighs> it was. You know, I, I was fortunate in that instead of being chased, I was the chaser, so it's a little more motivating. Um, I, I, didn't, I don't think that I took any time or very little out of Keegan on the first lap, so I, I wasn't sure how things were going to turn out, but when we got into about maybe 6 or 7K into the second loop, I could see him. And then, uh, as we came out of the trail section before Gun Road, he was just in front of me, which is where he caught me last year. Yeah. So we had a we had a, a reversal. So um, I know what it feels like in his shoes, and now I know what it's like to be in his shoes.
0: So. Hey, well done. Now, if you want to get hold of you, you're actually with Endurance Corner, aren't you?
5: Uh, yeah, I work uh, I work with Gordo and, and Alan Cousins in the states. Um, put on training camps and do a bit of coaching and. Um, write some articles, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, well well on today, mate. Thanks for uh, a bit of a talk and Good luck for the rest of your holiday season, I suppose. And yeah. next year. You thank you. Uh,
5: just just a few days this time. I'm gonna take take yeah, a holiday in the states. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay, Thanks for your time. You
2: know, it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter how you're going. You're always, um, you know, you're always starting to feel a bit sore by the end of those, and your legs are taking a bit of a pounding for the last seven, or eight hours. So, yeah, you know, it's. Um, it's fantastic to come here. I lived here for, you know, probably the best part of six years. Uh, you know, I've been kind of welcomed back by all the, by everyone here, just like I, I never left. So it's been absolutely fantastic, and um, yeah, the support from everyone is, uh, yeah, just carries you through in those bad spots. It's, uh, you know, it, it's an absolutely stunning place down here. A stunning course, a pretty tough course, I've got to say, but uh, yeah, I had a fantastic time. Tell me about Um, the swimming's a bit of a work in progress really, um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm sort of of focused on improving that at the moment and I just haven't put all the bits together, but, uh, I was a little bit disappointed with the swim, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I just have to sit down with my coach afterwards and just see what happens, you know, I I think, uh, I'm just just about where it's going to sort of click and then it's going to start going well, but, yeah, it just, just takes time, and yeah, you know, I haven't uh been swimming for since, since I was a kid, and uh, I just got to put all the bits in place, and you know, try and find uh, my way up
6: there.
2: <laughs>
6: yeah.
2: <laughs> um. I guess I was up to the third before about Glendu Bay and then I was chasing Keegan, I got him about 60k and Peter and, um, and Keegan just hung on and hung on and hung on and then with about probably 30k to go I just got a bit of a gap on them and you know this race really it's uh, I'm only a few weeks into my training and um, so I thought oh you yeah, let's just see what happens and you know, kind of wound back up a bit. And, Kind of paid the price on the last last leg of the run, you know, sort of detonated a little bit, but just hang on to the to the finish, so it was good. Um, I the
7: money the sort of
6: the ground and of the
2: field, um, Is it that important in Ironman? Oh, definitely. But uh, yeah, they're not nearly as complicated. There's no life jackets put on or bibs put on over the top, so um, it's nice and simple, really. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, conditions are beautiful. You yeah, know, we had a bit of a headwind down to Cromwell which sort of hurt the legs a little bit to start on the bike. But uh, yeah, all all good, very good, um, yeah, fantastic day, one out of the box really. Uh, not too bad today, actually.
0: So what's the plan for the rest of the year? For you know, is kind of the goal.
2: Yeah, kind the goal. I'm going to give it a crack this year. Yeah. I'm going to. Um, to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Oh, you are you
0: going to do that race here?
2: Yeah and then uh, I'm going to try and qualify in Lansborough. So. Oh wow. So
0: you've chosen a, a, a pretty tough race to qualify in. Yeah it's,
2: um, it's a tough course but um, I think it, it, um, it could sort of suit my strength. In. And
0: is it partly a time of the year? Like is it just to get it out of the way so you get your qualification spot?
2: Yeah I, I want to try and qualify early and then just focus on getting some speed and doing yeah. some good training. So. Yeah.
8: Yeah.
0: Well right on today mate. Love your work. Thank you, right, we've got Kegan Williams next to us. And I was noticing when you were k- taking off on your run, mate, your pants was about falling down. I was slightly concerned because a bit of butt cheek was happening. What happened there?
9: Uh, I have to talk to the manager, Alex Fox,
0: It's about time he bought me some new, um, yeah, some new, new cars, team right? shorts, yeah. 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 yeah no, team TBB, mate, get him some new shorts. you got the flash gear, but uh, I don't want to see your butt anymore. So tell me about your day,
9: mate. Uh, the swim went all right. It was um, a bit of sunlight. Yeah, yeah, a bit of uh, sunlight on the two return legs, you couldn't really, yeah, I was just lucky that Gina was there, and I was just following her really, yeah, I had Claire Claire Goggins look up and was like, where am I, <laughs> got on the bike, um, and Brian Fuller was out the front, he was on an absolute su- suicide mission, I don't know what already happened to him, but, yeah, he was, was smoking at the start, and then, um, Richard and Bruce rode right up to the 60 k mark yep. and rode with them until 140 k know, mark. Got dropped off by Richard and rode into the finish. And then I actually missed three bottles on the, on the bike ride, eh? And then I got a bottle of Coke. It had like this much Coke in it. So I was kind of playing catch-up on the run the whole time, but I did it best I could and...
0: Look, you're a 10BB and you, I notice we don't seem to see you don't race as much as what a lot of the crew do or well, do you and we're just not seeing it
9: Oh I have I just didn't have a very good season though Yeah, yeah. But oh, I did Ironman China I think that kind of destroyed the rest yeah. of my season <laughs> it's <the> easy <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, So uh, after that I kind of started training too hard and then went to Europe and just kind of dug myself a big hole yeah. so, so what will you change this year and your plan
0: to make sure that doesn't happen
9: again Um I won't go to China again, that's just a death march there. <laughs> <laughs> remember the, 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 the winner was walking, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah. Yeah. I, I finished the bike, I couldn't get my legs, I had to lie on a bike on the car cell, just trying to get out, and then I was on my shoes on, the next thing I wake up, I'm on the ground inside the fucking T2 looking up, Chinese doctor
0: smoking <laughs> on top of me. <laughs> old school and, and so what, what, what Have you got any other What are I mean Are you looking forward to the, uh, I'm a New Zealand going New Zealand Are you Pretty strong field Isn't it
9: Yeah I have no idea Who's entered Obviously Cameron Brown For Terenzo and no, no,
0: Apparently yeah. Terenzo's not there huh? We're on the street Although Yeah Yeah,
9: yeah. 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 I suppose Cameron's The man yeah. to beat
0: yeah. um, What would be your goal Going into
9: that Um well, It just depends on the day Obviously I'd like to Have a solid some bike run, yeah, yeah. See what happens. You can't really control what everyone else is doing.
0: Overall, you know, with the circumstances that happened
9: today, you happy with your day? Ah, uh, yeah, I can't complain. No. Eh, yeah. by the last time, man, I did I fell a bit me, so yeah, right. so I'm on, on the up again. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't get checked today by the my yeah. teammates, so it's good. Yeah. Hey,
0: well, thanks for your time, mate. Good luck for the rest of the season, eh? Cheers. Thanks. Okay, we've got the lovely Sam Warren next to us. And my big question is, when are you going to Ironman?
10: Oh, you know... I, I, who knows? I will say that I want to do it before I retire. Uh, I really do. I, I am interested. But to be honest, I don't know. I just... After last year, I'm just enjoying being back on the start line and just being back racing um, and just enjoying it. And so, yeah. I don't you know,
0: There's a lot of talk on the street that you know you're a bloody good half athlete, and that maybe that that could be a direction you move. in. is that something you actually consider, or the ITU for you?
10: I don't know. I still love ITU, and I can't leave ITU how I left it last year, being the number one the year before, and then having the accident. I can't leave it like that. Who knows? As I say, I'm just enjoying racing, and I'm just enjoying being back involved in everything. But seeing like you know the people race today, yes, it does motivate me. And yes, one day I would like to do it. But I just, I just don't know when.
3: Pretty happy with your race last night now?
10: Yeah. Um, absolutely, I mean, I'd only done um, the, the tower and a half six days ago, and to be honest, I felt tired on the bike. This course really didn't suit me with all the short corners. Every time, Exactly, every time I got to a nice rhythm, right, here we go. Corner, you know. So it wasn't my type of course, but I mean that's racing, and you and you just deal with it, sort of thing. But um, the atmosphere and the crowds brilliant, and to get off and run as well
0: as I did six days after a half, I can't be any more pleased. So, so yeah, I, I was pleased. It was good. So the body's all good now, like uh, you know, after last year, obviously a tough year. Body, mentally and physically, how are you feeling?
10: Uh, uh, mentally and physically brilliant. You know, I think in a way the accident. To me, was a good thing because I was getting too much pressure myself, and I wasn't enjoying it because it was all about winning and all about being the best. Where now I'm back, I'm enjoying it, and it's all about the process. You know, it's all about building again. It's taught me I was, you know, too fit too early in the season. Um, It's just taught me a lot of things. So I don't like to say everything happens for a reason, and I can see it now. I don't want to go back through that, but it does have a reason. And once again, I'm back to enjoying it, and this is my passion. And whether I'm racing last night or being on the commentary here, this is what I love. This is my dream. So yeah, I really appreciate everything.
3: So when do things kick off? again on the in the big time in the ITU
10: uh, well you know I'd love to go to Sydney but that's very early you know with the ITU you know obviously Budapest and September the 12th is the world's you know the world champs. so really Sydney's a bit early so we'll see how it goes also as well is for points for the Olympic selection doesn't start to the end of the year so it's like you, no, no, no there's no pressure to do it yet and at the moment I don't you know I haven't got that pressure and I don't feel I need to do it so you know I'll start ITU towards the end of the, end of the year when you need the Olympic points for those spots.
3: Yeah, halves. Any halves?
6: Yeah,
10: yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just, you know, at the moment just talking to my coach. You know, we wanted to see how today, sorry, how last night and last weekend went, um, to see how the body is, to make sure I'm totally over the injury, which obviously it shows I am. And now we can talk about the future. So, yeah, definitely. I can't confirm which ones yet.
0: What what do you think about this race? You know, it's got a pretty good atmosphere on a pretty beautiful course. What's your thought on the the Challenge Wanaka?
10: I think it's a really good course. It's a real honest course as well. You know, like the roads are quite hard. It's it's up and down, up and down. The wind as well as a factor. I think it's brilliant and. The, the, the scenery is just breathtaking you know if you're going for a bad time you just look at the scenery and think wow this is amazing so i think it's a real honest course and i think the people here support it the community get behind you and i think yeah, i think it's brilliant it's lovely it's what bat triathlon's all about it's, you know and even just watching the halves finish or whatever with all the family running down that's what it's all about you know it's all about being involved and, and enjoying it so I think it's
0: brilliant. so you're on the microphone you're being the mic the, the voice of the crowd are you here till the end of the day because if you have got a pretty long day in front of you here.
10: yes, yes now i'm here right through the end of the day, I've got one friend out there who reckons he'll be in by 11:28, so I can't leave until 11:28 p.m.
0: No,
11: it's no.
10: Um, Mark Cressy, so I'll be here till he gets in. But no, I mean that's all part of it, you know. I'm here for the day, and I will be here to the last person. So
0: no, I'm going to be Ironman, I do these things. But the question is, when you watch this, do you look and think, "Oh, I could definitely beat these girls?"
10: Oh no, no, not at all. You know, I mean the Man's like twice what I've done. You know, and it's all about the nutrition, the you know, the hydration, you know, and you've got to run a marathon off. I've only run a half marathon, so no, I don't. Think that all? i mean i you know you'd be competitive i would like to think so but i would train, come on come on <laughs> but i would train for it you know i wouldn't yeah. just like you know start off now and think oh yeah i'm going to go for it you know if i was going to go for it i would do my p- complete base train for it properly and say yes this is my goal because you have to you can't, i could just turn up and do that i yeah. know uh, i mean you know they train hours and hours and i'd have to do the same
0: to get the results hey well thanks for your time today good luck on the mic yeah you're in the crowd and i'm loving your work thank you very much thank <laughs> oh, you uh oh, Rebecca, Kate, you know you're you're a disgrace, mate. Because you look like you've peed your pants. Have you peed your pants?
6: No, I just <laughs> fell it fell over, and I have got mud all up me, and I spent the whole next lap like, trying to make myself look nice. So yeah,
0: you know, they say it's a trail run, but yeah, you're it was. It to the new extreme. I did
6: Superman uh, on my, on the trail run, so it was okay. even oh, scratched iPod. my iPod, and now it's not working, so I was devastated.
0: Okay, this brings me up to a big topic. I know you have got second in here, and it's really important. To all but the iPod, do you like it or not?
6: Well, I love it, but it stopped working when I crashed at 12k, so it didn't help me much. Oh, I got everything ACDC yeah, all, stuff to, all stuff to make me go fast really
0: well. <laughs> hey so so we're gonna ask the question what happened in Kona
6: um, I there's all different rules like there's a 10 meter rule there and uh, I was sitting um, within 10 meters and I went to pass and then it was an age group guy he sort of sped up so once you make that 10 meter zone you've got to make the pass that was one and I crossed the yellow line with the second one and then uh, going down the hill into transition where use actually in a draft free zone um, I got another penalty for getting too close to a guy, which which that's why I argued it because it was actually in an area where you're not meant to get penalties. So that's why it was a bit difficult. But um, yeah, I should I should have
0: known the rules and. But, so we gutter, you know, you right, wrote last year was just phenomenal. You know, really break. You know, you're a great athlete, but you kind of just blew everyone out of the water of what you pulled off that day. And so going to Coney must have been quite confident. And you still come in fifth after what had happened to you. but It must have been broken your heart.
6: Yeah, I think I've, I t- if I took off my time penalty, I would have got served, so it's really disappointing, but um, what can you do, you know? And then today I just didn't feel great all day, it just wasn't my day today. day and uh, Gina had a blindness so that's uh, so what happens that when you're at the top level, it's, you never know it's how you're going to feel. It end up being
0: pretty close in the run, you know, did, did you ever think you could get it?
6: Oh no, I sort of of was in cruise mode because I really just was too tight, really too tired to go any faster anyway. And uh, all credit to her, she had me. And then when they said two minutes, I went, oh god, maybe I should put the foot down. And uh, then she put the foot down too. So, well, we'll just every time I went to catch, she'd she'd go as well. So, yeah, she had a
3: really good day up after Tauranga last weekend?
6: Um, I'm pretty sore, actually. I was really sore on the bike and uh, <laughs> Sammy can vouch for that. She did sprint last night and she was telling me to. And my, my quads just haven't recovered from that, but no excuses. It was a good day and good training day. And I think even if I was on, I think Gina still would have got me so she's going really well.
3: It's not, not the place to have dodgy quads, is it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh,
6: no, I mean, it's. I still rode as hard as I could and uh, she rode really well. I thought I
0: was riding strong and I didn't catch her, so she had a good... what, What's the plan for the rest of the year for you? You know, you, know, you guys, TBB TB, tend to race a lot you know uh, are are you going to stick to that formula this year
6: yeah well the the last four or five races for me just sort of been training so uh Brett's got me racing a lot and I'm not really at my peak fitness yet but uh, sort of my, my, my races and my training at the moment and until uh, I go to camp and get, get a proper flogging because uh, I find it difficult to stay motivated on my own at home I train by myself so these races are just really good training to get a good 180k under my legs and obviously I've still got to work my bike and I hope my coach doesn't see my swim split today I was freezing in there Apparently it
0: is a bit long as well but um, the, the other thing is wrote um, right last year, You know, let's talk about it did, did you surprise yourself?
6: Um, yeah, i I did, I I definitely surprised myself with the time, Um, I I don't think Chrissy's unbeatable but uh, I'm definitely not in her league yet, but um, it was good to be that close to her and um, the way I'd been training and Brett Brett trained her before me so he knew that I was going to be quite close to her, I I thought I could get the best within six minutes and I got within seven and and I didn't even know what time I'd done until I crossed the line so yeah I didn't really surprise myself um, with that but I was surprised at how fast we went, I didn't expect to go that quick.
0: (laughs) So she is you know. Like you know, going into Kona this year, we were over in Kona and we were talking about it. And you're like, oh, maybe this is the year because she's not going to coach and all this, and, and she killed everybody. You know, what is the key? You reckon?
6: Well, she broke her arms. so I reckon that's the only chance I've got.
0: <laughs> she broke her wrist, didn't she? A couple weeks ago, got
6: so email this morning saying good luck, Bex, and I thought, oh, bloody hell, that's nice of her, because uh, if she was here, I definitely wouldn't be saying good luck to her. But um, <laughs> the poor girl's broken her wrist, so I said to them, it's our chance to uh, beat her at port as she races, but then she, knowing her, she'll be on the turbo with her in plaster and running with plaster casts and yeah. swimming with one arm, and she'll probably still there to stay. <laughs>
0: and it's, it's interesting, eh? There seems to be good camaraderie between all the female athletes, which, you know, not being a, a, a kind of sexist male here, but, you know, maybe you'd think it wouldn't be like that. You know, like uh, how does it work? Well me and Belinda Granger
6: are good mates, some a lot who is a mate to Belinda but she just loves to talk like me. But um I know I think Chrissy probably feels like she owes me one after I gave her the CO two. But um oh, no. but no, I, I just have so so much respect for her and uh, she's set the benchmark and no one else has gone anywhere
0: near there yet so did anyone been going to the C O two? Did anybody actually think you're an idiot did you get criticism over there, or was it all pretty positive
6: no my coach said it next time I won't tell you what he said to do but uh, <laughs> he said you don't do that in sport and unfortunately that's just me but um yeah, I probably would do it again for a teammate, but um, I probably wouldn't do it if someone was beating me.
0: How <laughs> hey, well done today, mate. What's up for the rest of the? Season? Oh, we've already talked about. It. What's up? For Are you going back to road? I've
6: got a busy, busy season. Yeah, I'm definitely doing road. Right. Um, I'm not going to miss that. I love all the challenge races. This, I've, I've done two halves and now two ropes and this one, and they just there's no comparison to them in the M dot ones. And
0: don't put that in <laughs> no, no, I'm going to. It's in there. The, uh, the M dot.
6: So I'm going to do. Um, uh, I've got Abu Dhabi, I've got a few races, then Geelong, and then... How
0: much of the field? So they've only got 25 pros, haven't they? So, yeah, apparently they're restricted the field. Oh, this is what Brian Rose was telling me yesterday. Yeah, it's only going to be 25 pros each, um, male and female. So you excited about that race?
6: Yeah, um, it is. it is. I wish the run was a bit longer because it's, it's definitely going to suit um, a swim biker. But um, I think it'd be good because you recover fast from it. So that's what I like about it. Um, I definitely need to improve my bike before then, though. <laughs>
0: doing the right stuff mate Hey, well done today
6: yeah yeah being summer and then i go to switzerland in may so we've got a camp in thailand in uh in february and march so that'll be good
0: wait well, am well mate. Hey, have you work oh, it's your third time and i always forget your last name now what is it <laughs> okay are we recording oh god they, were, they heard that gina crawford legendary third time three-peat three-peat here yep how you feeling mate
7: yeah my leg's pretty sore now and i'm bit burnt, actually, my. Yeah. It
0: came t- out, didn't
7: it? Yeah, it did. I just noticed it in the in the last part of the race. I was starting to hurt.
0: I'm going to be the typical interviewer here. How does this one compare to the other three or two wins you've had here?
7: Ah, uh, this one was much harder.
0: Why?
7: Um. Well, the last two years I've had like a 30-minute lead coming off the bike, and I could just like take the run really easy. And this time, I had Rebecca keep the whole way. Yeah,
3: she was just saying she was trying to trying to bridge the gap and on the run, and then you you keep pushing and.
7: Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, I just went hard when I felt good, and when I felt bad, I had to, you know, stop and... So, are you doing New Zealand? Yeah, I am. So, does that,
0: because, you know, the last couple of years, you have got off the bike, and I'm sure you probably conserved yourself, thinking, oh, I'm doing New Zealand, there's no need to kill myself here. Does that then change the way you treat yourself going forward from here to New Zealand?
7: Um, I'll just have to wait and see what my legs feel like in the next few days, but um, this race, because it's so off-road, it usually... So much. Yeah, like... Western Australia's, which I did in December, it's completely flat, and and, and your legs really, really stuffed after that. But um, hopefully, they won't be too bad.
0: It's, it's been a pretty tough month, twelve months for you. You know, you had, kind of had the heart thing, and, and you know, and you didn't really get that mid-season kind of success that you were hoping for. You have really turned it around. What, what's been the key?
7: I think when you have a, a, a rough patch, it makes you more motivated, and it, it's easy when when things are going well to just. Um, I don't know, slick off a bit maybe Um, so I've just been really motivated I had a bit of bad luck with getting sick before races but um, I just have to keep pushing myself and and know that I can't always have a good race, I can't win every race and and also just make the most when I do um, have a a win, just make the most of it in the past it's always been, if I've won I just (coughs) think about what's coming next so now I'm just going to yeah. With, with,
0: with the um the heart thing, are you conscious of it, or is it like is, is it is it a body body feeling you actually feel when you're exercising, or is it how does it work?
7: And uh, no, it's something that I've, he- I've been born with. It's just that I didn't know about it until July, um, so it was more of a shock. Um, yeah. but I'm a f- I'm fine to keep going, and um, I just sort of think of it as a bad dream. <laughs> I don't like to think. Of... Rolsins. Uh no, it's completely different. It's um, all it is is that my heart is. It's got, instead of three valves, it's got two or something like that. It's, it's not, but I'm, I'm healthy.
0: And, and so what's up for the rest of the year? Then? So you, to New Zealand?
7: Yep, um, I'm in New Zealand and then I, I hope to do, I'm in St George in May, which is in, a new race, so yeah. looking forward to that. George, where's that? It's in, uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. in,
0: put you on the spot, you know, that's
7: okay.
0: Utah, yeah. Utah, Utah! Um, and back to Kona.
7: Yep, I've I qualified at um, Western Australia, so took my slot. So
0: yeah, out of the way early on.
7: Yeah, like after last time, I didn't know if I was. I didn't really want to go back. I've got a few demons with that race and a few things I need to work through. Like I I really struggle in the heat and the, on the bike, and um, so
0: to kind of excite you, you know, because one of the downfalls of our sport is we don't really have many days where we get all the guns together to really kick some, butt, you know, it really only happens in Kona, and you get some strong fields in other races, maybe Germany, but overall it's really Kona's race. Does that excite you?
7: In the past I haven't really been excited by it, and I hope, I mean, I don't think you can do well unless you are excited about it, um, so I try to get myself amped up, and, you know, I, I hope to go there for a month, and get used to the conditions and hopefully that
0: will yeah hey well thanks for your time today man bloody bloody good work you know to pull off three wins in any races in the world it's got to be awesome and this is definitely a pretty hard course and and you did have someone biting your toes today so well done mate thanks,
7: thanks very much
0: okay so we've got a few minutes to kill before gina comes in it's, it's pretty it's pretty much hundred percent thing she's going to win isn't it yeah i think so she's about six k out and the gap was about
3: five minutes on bit key um, starting the run and at the end of the first lap, so I'd say she's pretty much got it. I'd say,
0: yeah. We thought we'd talk about ourselves because that's what we're pretty good at, and uh, and we're going to talk for another half an hour just to kill that half an hour. But first of all, uh, how was your day, Porno? Um,
3: tough. It's a tough little half actually. Yeah, and I I think uh, you, it's just it's just a ride. The, the ride's just the up and down and the up and down, and you don't really get any rhythm. So, but oh man, it's a wicked half You're like, yeah, yeah, this. I mean this race is going to get a reputation
0: as being tough but that's cool and to be honest as a half it, it, it's interesting the one thing we hear from people is it's an honest race and, and it really is the swim's a swim but the ride is just so up and down and you, you, you know, there can't be any punch riding because it just separates the group, which is great. I really see the half; they've restricted the fields this year, which is just to kind of see the logistics of it. But I see long term, it being a pretty popular half. Well, especially, um, I mean, the half just fitted in timing-wise all
3: day. I, they they got it pretty right first time, I have to say. I mean, you hardly saw too many uh, too many Ironman athletes. or can't say Ironman uh, challenge, full challenge athletes, full length athletes. Um, and and then you veer off and the course splits and. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't any bunch riding, and it was all good spirits. And yeah. you know, it's it just cool. Uh, the other, you know, the other cool thing, people's names. Like, your, yeah. names on numbers, man. Whoever invented that? Uh, yeah. yeah, give them a gold medal. <laughs> when you when you're struggling and someone says your name, it's just a special time, isn't it? Yeah, and also you can give, you can, you can, um, you know, when you see the full length guys, and you know they've got another six hours of riding, and you're the you're the piker doing the half, you can just say go Bob, go
0: whatever. Yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, it's really, really great. Um, it, it is a cool event, and I really recommend people, you know, if you think about doing it half, especially if you're looking look at do an Australian or in Ironman New Zealand or something like that, it's just a really good lead-up race to those, you know, to those events, isn't it? Yeah, it's just different, too, because um, with, with a Southern hemis- Hemisphere summer,
3: you can get this over and done with, and you know, if you want to do a full distant race here, you, you know, it's done.
0: You know, you, you've got some summer left. We haven't really had any summer,
3: <laughs> so it's a bit of a. Move.
0: Oh, on the pro side of things, it's um, it, it's no real surprises that Usher took it out. I think Justin Deere had a pretty great race to come in at second. Yeah, yeah I mean, it just
3: ta- you know, when we talked to him before, it was quite clear he learned from last year. Yeah, and um, you know, the conditions are quite different this year too, but. Yeah,
0: he's, he's, he's really, um, oh, that's a good result, solid result for him. And, and, and although it's still not finished yet, we're kind of predicting Gina's going to win. And, and, and to be honest, I probably thought Kate would have pushed her a little bit more, because Kate's a little bit further back. But maybe it just wasn't her day. She's been racing too. You
3: know, she did tower on a half last weekend. And, um, you know, it's, it's cool to do a sprint race after that. But doing a, doing a half man again, yeah. or a full man. actually, sorry, a week after, is, um, you know, that's the Team TVB philosophy, it seems. Kill yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Not my philosophy. Well, we'll, get, we'll get an interview with those two girls when they come in, but uh, over the net, the sun is shining. I've got my sunblock on. You got your sunblock on?
3: Yeah. Yeah, you need it. Yeah. We could be quite uh,
0: toasty tomorrow, I think. It's going to be very toasty. Well, we've got our fifth place man come in. Someone called Brian. Brian Five. Oh, Brian Fuller. Um, Pull Fuller. Here we go. Here we go. Love your work. Okay, well, you, you guys know I'm terrible with names, but it's Victoria Marior.
12: Victoria Murray Orr. That's the one.
0: That's the best of don't I'm loving it. Hey, let's <laughs> pronounce it. I'm loving it. It's because you told me beforehand, but it's okay. Hey, uh, so you're the, the event coordinator. Is it the
12: official title? ah, um, oh, does it sound really up myself? I so, say race director.
0: Race director, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so it's a pretty brilliant day. It's all turned out pretty well for you. How, how are you feeling about the day?
12: Ah, uh, we couldn't be more stoked. Uh, I mean, weather... A New Zealand win from Richard is just fantastic, Uh, course record, what more could you ask for really? It's fantastic.
3: Gina and a course record, maybe.
12: Well hey, we're about 28 minutes from finding out if that's going to happen, so. So this year you've introduced the half,
0: Um, it's proven to be pretty successful, you sold out didn't you?
12: Yeah, we did. Yeah, we were stoked with that. We wanted to keep it relatively small this year, just so we could make sure it worked for the athletes. Yep. And um, it seems like it has. It's worked really well. Everyone's loved it. I mean, the fact that the, the turnout that we got for it, and it's an awful year, proves that. So, um, we'll definitely be con- continuing on with that format. So, and, and will this be? Will you increase the numbers? Um, we will increase the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just obviously have to look at the timings, of course, and make sure that you know, make sure that all the events fit together well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you
0: don't want to become a nightmare, do you?
12: No, and we don't want a nightmare, and the athletes don't want a nightmare. So yeah, no, we'll 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 have a look at all the finish sheets. We you know we'll go through the Excel spreadsheets and be you know data crunching nerds for a while and see what works. And um, yeah. When it comes to international field, do you get much of an international field here? Yeah, we do actually. In the Challenge Wanaka individual, it's 50% international. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No. So.
0: That's pretty great, isn't it? So how, how is it mainly just because of the Challenge brand, or are you guys actually marketing to different markets?
12: Oh, we do quite a lot of marketing in Australia, and um, of course, the Challenge brand is right known throughout the world, and it's growing on a daily basis. So, yeah, the Challenge brand definitely helps, and uh, that's—I mean—that's why we're part of it. So. Have you seen that
3: um, the payoff from that marketing, like with the likes of Australia and things.
12: Oh yeah, I think our Australian competitors—I think they quadrupled this year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, One thing I love about this race, and like, you, you go to other races and they have small finishing shoots, and I remember the first year here, it was, it was pretty small as well. But running down that street, it, what is it? Just about a k of, of crowd. It's awesome. Awesome,
12: eh? oh, it's amazing. All the bars and restaurants are like a natural yeah. grandstand. Everybody gets out there and cheers. And yeah, I mean, having a whole street for a finish line—it's a pretty—it's it's
0: awesome. a whole street of bars.
12: Drunk yeah. yeah. <laughs> people. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's a really a really good atmosphere.
0: You know, it's been terrible weather for the last probably month here, isn't it? It's been so terrible. You're really concerned about the weather.
12: I can't believe it. Like, if you've been here down here for the last two months, the lake has looked like the Cook Strait for the last two months. It's been revolting. We've had no sun. Howling Norwesters race day. We've got a beautiful sunny day, hardly any wind, and um it's hotter than it has been for about three months. Yeah. So yeah. Okay,
0: so you for you for the rest of the day, what's what's your job being race director?
12: Uh I'm gonna head back out on the run course um once Gina and uh Beth come in and i'm um, just make sure everything's going well out there, check on the the tail end athletes, make sure they're coping out right in the heat out there and uh yeah then we'll be back probably nine o'clock for the finish line party when uh, town just fills up again and about five or six thousand people come down until mid- night
0: bars yeah <laughs> alcohol that's all good hey well thanks for your time and uh, you're doing a great job here keep it up
12: hey thanks and congratulations on your race today <laughs>
0: thank you very much i love your work <laughs> long show it is so here,
1: here come the epic camp boys basically did a couple of these interviews just before about to go out for dinner on the final night and then the rest of them were sitting at the airport uh, before everybody was leaving
0: okay
1: so it's uh, day 15 Epic Camp Length of New Zealand is now over. This is my first podcast, so I'm 15 days late. But anyway, we're going to get a bit of reaction to the camp. I've got Dave Langley here, who, is, who will tell you where he's from, and he is on his second camp. So, Dave,
13: where are you from? I'm from Brisbane, Australia. Second camp? Yeah. How, how do you compare this to the first camp? Um, I don't think you can compare the two. I mean, the first camp was the eight-day camp. Um, this is double and some, and just moving point to point every day. Um, not only logistics from the uh, support crew point of view, but for yourself, packing up every day and and moving yourself every day. But uh, just an awesome experience, and I can't believe it's done. Sitting here in the in Invercargill hotel, and I'm still uh, in a little bit of shock. Highlights and lowlights of the camp. Highlights were. Definitely the run from the Godly Head Loop around near Scott Molina's place at Sumner and the low light was on the same day which um, when the weather came in um, I was frozen from, the, from about 10 minutes into the bike and I just didn't warm up all day so it was a good example of how the weather in New Zealand can change on the, the flip of a coin. And in terms of expectations coming into the camp versus what it actually delivered <coughs> was uh, harder, easier different to what you thought it was going to be before the camp um i never know what to expect with epic i didn't know how to come in last time and this time it was just about completing the minimum so you know from a from a psychological point of view it was just day by day um that became harder and harder as the days went on 15 days is an incredible amount of time to be exercising at the level we have been so um it it's just been the most amazing experience. Fantastic. We look forward to seeing you back. Yes. <laughs> All right, we're going to get some more relationship
1: advice here from <laughs> Nick Hudden, who was on the podcast last week. Nick, any more
14: relationship advice? Uh, if you want to stay married, limit epic camp to maybe one a year.
1: <laughs> in terms of your, you know, Bevan interviewed you. Must have been the start of uh, the second week. Uh, in terms of your expectations for the camp. Uh, how did it sort of uh, meet those?
14: Um, I expected that I'd get tired in the second week and I think by about day 12 it really kicked in. I had a bit of a high pitch um, The day going into Christchurch and then the next day going into Geraldine I sort of peaked and then the, the, the days after that I started to get really tired and I was struggling in the afternoons big time. There was a few cracks there about day 5 or 6 I was noticing. <laughs> oh you yeah, would I expected that. <laughs> I peaked and then came down. Now the, the first week... Part of my problem was that I'd peaked for an Ironman three weeks before Epic Camp and then had done pretty much nothing between that and coming to Epic Camp. And of course, two weeks easy before Ironman meant that I had almost a month of no decent training for Epic Camp. And it's probably not the ideal way to come into something like this. I think, in hindsight, ideally you'd come in maybe on a week, an easy week, having done a big build-up prior to that. Um, And I certainly found in the first week I was struggling in all aspects of the camp. Um, that said, I was always going to be one of the slower guys here, um, so it's hard You
1: weren't to... so slow when you were smoking us on the hills today, and, and pretty much all second weeks, so, uh, but in, in terms of if you were going to advise other people in terms of the camp, I mean, um, any, any tips, I mean, you've been following the camps for a little while now?
14: Yeah, um, I think that, um, don't underestimate the advice from people like Gordo about steady base, um. The guys that have done well here aren't necessarily the guys that are the fastest in the competitions, although they certainly are often at the front end. It's the guys that can just do everything at an aerobic pace and do it for hours and hours. And I think probably a lot of preparation work on that would would, would be good. Um, you want to make sure you've got a bike that's really mechanically sound (laughs) we've had a massive problem this camp with bikes falling apart Um, there's some some pretty expensive bikes bought on (coughs) camp that maybe weren't appropriate and some pretty expensive wheels that perhaps weren't appropriate so just good solid bike with good solid training wheels is probably the best thing to bring along Um, and an attitude and an expectation that you're going to hurt that you're going to feel pretty average for a lot of it but that at the end of it you're going to feel pretty satisfied um, would probably be my advice. Um, and and also, tell your family and friends don't expect to see very much of you when you travel through the country. Yeah, that's true. Because um, that's been pretty hard. I've had a lot of relatives in New Zealand that wanted to catch up with me in every town that I was in. And you just don't have the emotional energy to give them when you get there. All you want to do is lie down and eat. My hamstrings are about to cramp, so I've got to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've got... Gordo
1: from endurancecorner.com. Epic camp is finished. We're now sitting in the airport, ready for departure. Tell us about your epic experience, Gordo.
15: Yeah, it was good. I think the uh, the overall trip went by really quick, uh, much quicker than I expected because we were kind of just swim, bike, run every day, uh, and I think that was that was fun. Something that surprised me on the camp was how well everybody did. I thought we were going to have a lot more carnage. A lot of people drop out. We had very few van rides. Uh, and really, it was you know either somebody's bike fell apart in one case and in another case, the guy just uh, crashed and even still he rode most of the stage. Um, I think I held up a lot better mentally than I did physically. My body started to fall apart around day 10. Uh, and then I was just hanging on uh, for the last five days of the camp um, highlights for the camp well the route definitely the route you chose was great um, I, I didn't those roads were awesome uh, and so I would say anybody coming to New Zealand take the scenic route uh, that's marked on the maps do that as much as possible stay off the main roads as much as you can. Um, I think that was really good advice.
16: Uh,
15: personal highlight would probably be the uh, first 10K run uh, because I beat Klaas in a running race and I'd never done that before. So the secret is get them jet lagged with 36 hours of, tra- of travel and then make them try and run fast. And that's how you can take them down. Uh, also enjoyed the aquathon. Uh, that was fun. It was a beautiful day at Coromandel. So anybody coming to New Zealand, make sure you check out the Coromandel. I think that was um, that was a highlight. The climb that wasn't a KOM. But it was uh, away from the coast, from Tyree Mouth to Waihola Exactly south of Dunedin, that climb was one of the toughest climbs in New Zealand. I thought that was really neat. And then climbing up to Snow, uh, fuck Papa, uh, in the North Island uh, near the national park, um, Tongariro. That was that was that was another highlight. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I say those are
1: it. How did you find this camp any different to other epics, rather than maybe not the eight days, but the 12 days? Did you find it very different or much the same? Uh,
15: a lot more volume and a lot less personal time, uh, just because of the moving, uh, the fact that we were moving every day. Um, you know, I think for me, you kind of know what to expect. Uh, I did a lot, I did a lot of riding by myself, particularly once I got tired, uh, whereas normally I think I have some people around. Uh me a bit a bit more. Uh, but yeah I'd say it was I'd say it was pretty similar. I think for the athletes this was probably the most extreme thing any of us have ever really done. I mean for me it's the biggest amount of training I've ever put into my body in a fifteen day period. So that was um that was that was huge. So I think we're gonna be tired. In terms of your plan for the rest of the year? Well this was this was the end of my year, so it's kind of a weird thing. So this was like my key event that I was—I knew was coming. I started preparing for it last June. So I'm kind of done. But that's one of the weird things about fitness. When you're really fit, it's easy to get greedy and want to kind of keep it going as opposed to putting in some recovery. But I don't really have any race options until uh, late March. So I'll probably just keep it ticking over and try and survive some uh, group rides in NUSA with the uh, ITU guys and
1: see if I can do that. If you want to check out Gordo, go to endurancecorner.com and all our blogs are up on epiccamp.com as well. So I've got Epic Vet Andrew Charles here. He's been on uh, France and a couple of several New Zealands and he's come to this camp in slightly different shape to previous camps, a so slightly different experience. Tell us about your camp,
8: Charlesy. Uh, it was good fun, uh, although I didn't run or swim since day two. So it was a cycling camp for me.
0: There was, there was
1: a few moments on the camp where you, you looked like you were on the edge, especially on the final day. What was what got you through to keep going? Because some of the guys said to me, Charles, going to crack, he's going to be in the
8: van. And I said, Charles, he will not get in the van. What, what got you through those moments? Uh, embarrassment. Uh, I, was, I was very close getting in the van on the last day at about the 75km mark because my right ITB had totally locked up. And... Uh, it took a couple of ibuprofen and... Uh, and then a couple more. <laughs> yes, and then two more ten minutes later when I worked out they were doing some good and, uh, and it sort of freed up a bit, so it, I was mentally okay. It was just that my leg had locked up. It would have been a shame to quit then, but here are the brakes. And highlights of the camp for you? Oh, everything, basically, to go from one end to the other. Um, fantastic organisation again, as always. Um, good bunch of blokes on the camp. Uh, lifetime friends, lifetime memories, um, yeah, experience. And you're sort of coming back, what's your, your plan for this year? Uh, I'm pretty much only a road racer, a road rider these days, and um, I'm just going to um, help my girlfriend get ready for Port Macquarie and basically try and support her in racing from now on, so yeah, just fun. And you see, so you got into a little bit of coaching, I mean, uh, how are you finding that? Uh, no, no coach, that's for sure. Um, I just um, help. Mentor. Uh, mentor, maybe, or just a bit of sort of um, a company on rides for, for people who need it, that's about all. And on
1: the other side of me, I've got Russell Cox, who's also an epic vet from Italy and several New Zealands. Russell, how do you find this camp versus other camps?
3: Um, maybe not quite as intense at times, but pretty tiring. I'm exhausted now.
1: And Russell was awarded a uh, pair of bike shorts for having the several days exposing his crack to the, to the pack. Um, Russell, you've, you've uh, you had a bit of a breakthrough, you well, seem to have a bit of a breakthrough race in Western Australia. I mean, what's been the, the difference for you over the last 12 months?
3: I think it's, it's been the consistency. Uh, I mean, because I've been training full time, it's uh, going out week after week and just doing lots of riding, lots of running just keep working at it, it's all work in the end and it builds up, uh, yeah.
1: And if you want to check out Russell's new haircut, go to epiccamp.com, there's pictures <laughs> up there. There was one man, there was two men on this camp wearing IM Talk jerseys, one was myself and the other one was Rob Contrall who's already talked to Bevan, um, which was on about, when we were just about to start the South Island, so I haven't actually listened to that to see what you've, you've had to say, but how have you found the, the South Island?
16: Yeah, South Island's been great. Um, Different scenery, very different scenery, much more sort of dairy, uh, dairy flatlands. A lot of highway riding for the first couple of days, which wasn't so great. But then uh, we turned uh, into the coast, into the Otago region the last couple of days, and that was fantastic. So the the overall mileage um, was the same, so probably about another 52-hour week in the second week. Um, and we're all pretty tired now, but pretty happy to make it to Bluff. Um, luckily, the weather, um, which turned a bit nasty during the Christchurch leg, um, brightened up towards the end of the camp. So we got a good day yesterday. So
1: on this camp, there was quite a few epic vets. You were one of the newbies. Um, did, the, did the camp? I mean, you've you probably listened to a lot of the camps on on the show. I mean, was it what you expected, or was it different? And if other people are out there thinking, I want to do an epic camp.
16: How is it different to what you used to have expected? Um, it was different to what I expected in, in the sense that um, I'd heard a lot of points competitions being, being a big part of Epic Camp, uh, the eight-day camps especially. Uh, this time around, I think the points competitions were perhaps less in people's mind just due to the distance and the volume. Uh, I think a lot of people had respect for the distance from the start and I think, don't think a lot of people tacked on uh, run and swim volumes when perhaps they might have on an eight-day camp. In terms of other people coming to doing an Camp, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, as long as you've got the biking in your legs, and I think the majority of you know those decent age groupers have, um, the support system is up, so it's, it, you know, don't think it's like 8 days riding 100 miles a day at home or 15 days running it. It's not. It's, it's actually a bit easier because you don't do anything but train, uh, eat, and sleep. So definitely, uh, I'd recommend it. I mean, you wouldn't be able to do this. I said this to Bevan last week. You wouldn't be able to do this alone. Um,
1: in terms of your, what's your Ironman time?
16: At the moment 9.59, just just squeaked under in Austria, it's a fast course though, so um, I'm doing Lanzarote this year, so hopefully we'll go in the, in the sort of mid to low tens. Nice, the guys are leaving, I've got to say go. goodbyes.
1: You're sitting awfully close to me Johnny, what's a... <laughs> So I've got uh, Big, Big E sitting next to me, uh, second time epic camper. Big E, give us your, your statistics before we go on, in terms of your size. Uh, my stats, I'm 7'2",
17: and, no, I'm 6'8", 6'8", <laughs> uh, well, supposedly I'm supposed to be about 92 kilos, I think I'm leaving the camp at 98 kilos, <laughs> and, um... Was woefully undergeared for most of the uh, camp, but uh, I don't know what else do you want to know.
1: I mean, you're a big man. I mean, and this is your, your second camp. The yep. um, first one, you, I think I wasn't actually riding that camp, but the stories were you, you ripped the legs off a few of the guys in the first few days. I mean, coming into this camp, what was your plan and, and did you execute that to, to what you, or up to what you wanted to do?
17: Uh, well, you know, this camp was entirely different than 2006 for me. Uh, it was more about getting myself back into some sort of uh, race shape. In uh, 2006, I had I had a very good uh, season the year before and came with some good fitness, had raced Kona, and this was uh, basically coming in not really racing and done much for the last year and a half, so I, I knew I was going to feel the pain for the first week, I was hoping, and and uh, <clears throat> so I think 10 days into it, I started feeling I could finally uh, see Petro's wheel somewhere off in the, <laughs> the far distance uh and ride with uh, some of the stronger guys but uh uh my goal all along was just to ride to the bottom of the island gain some fitness and uh you know meet some new good good uh you know future friends and just good as good times
1: uh what was going on with your bike tell people how you had what you had to cope with for the last couple of
17: days oh, on the bike i had so many well we all had a lot of issues uh long story short i had uh my front derailleur held together with uh, electrical tape zip ties and a uh and cranks that were literally carbon fiber cranks that were delaminating, and and uh, uh, I mean it was basically I had to pedal perfectly, which I can't do, circular motion. If I varied a little bit, the chain would just you know inadvertently fall off, and it doesn't do well going up a hill, as you can all imagine. Some sensitive parts that can hit the top tube, you know.
1: And on the last day of camp, we had uh, climb up Bluff Hill. Well, some people had to climb up Bluff Hill, which is Probably one of the toughest climbs in New Zealand, if not the toughest climbs in New Zealand. It's about three kilometers, averaging 18% uh, with a peak of around about 25%. Uh, With a broken bike, you still managed to go up there. Tell us a little bit about that climb and how how you maybe mentally approached it and how you physically got through it. I was dead set.
17: One K before the bottom, I was not going up. (laughs) I was sure I was not going up. I don't know why I saw the guys go up and I was like, a nice day. It's probably a nice view up there. Some good photos. Uh, that's really the reason why I went up. And honestly, I was thinking, I'm going to go up and I'm going to I'm going to break this thing off. It's going to be a fitting into to my ride. <laughs> Finally, just busting my cranks. And uh, uh, the best part of the whole climb, I think, actually was looking up and seeing uh, Douglas going ass over tea kettle as he uh, comes rolling back down the hill. <laughs> I figured uh, he's a skinny light guy. I can climb pretty well. I'm in trouble. But uh, uh, no, I just. I don't know I just, just kept cranking and I realized uh, it's going to hurt a lot more to fall down than just to keep going up so it's easier uh, to pass.
1: Is that the steepest climb you've ever done?
17: Uh it definitely was steeper I think it's steeper in the beast uh, for sure in, in St. Croix I think St. Croix is 21 or 22 um yeah I think that one section which I think wasn't very long maybe more than 40-50 meters was about the steepest I've ever been up but uh yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say for certain it was. Uh, it was. I didn't think I'd make it up when the two. I mean, how many? I think a third of the guys came off their bikes. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe mountain, I used to mountain bike a lot uh, in college. Ton. So I don't know some old mountain bike skills.
1: And you're an ER doctor. Well, I know you used to be. Are you still an ER doctor? Yeah. yeah. Still am. Yeah. How, how do you manage to fit in, You know, in terms of your lifestyle, how does that work in terms of training?
17: It's a little happenstance because my schedule changes so much, uh, but it's. the good thing is i work a set number of days although they vary in time uh so i usually get about 12 to 14 solid days to train a month and that's pretty much how i pack it in uh work days are usual you know i run with the wife and the dog and uh that's you know that's my workout so to speak but uh, uh i get some good days off it's a lot of like little mini hard days two three four days where i'm Hitting it really hard, and then I may not do anything for three or four days. So I, I seem like I always get plenty of recovery, and it's probably why these kind of camps I think impact me. I always feel I see a lot of these guys recovering and doing so well, but I don't ever normally in training go hard for anything more than three or four days, and then I always back off. Or, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I'm as durable as a lot of these guys.
1: And finally, you're, you're a man who seems to be fairly onto it in terms of your, your, your power and analyzing power. What? Well, since you've had a power meter, are there any key things that you do that you maybe think a lot of people out there miss? Yeah, I, I mean, I, well, like that's a long topic. Uh, but
17: I, I'd say the key thing is, is you, you've got to know your own metrics. Uh, I'd say most of the guys riding power meters don't have a clue what they're. I mean, they have a, a baseline idea of well, I ride this watts and this is what I do. But I mean, if you haven't done your metrics, haven't done your you know your your threshold testing or whatnot, your benchmark's way off. Um, Early part in the camp, I used it as a, you know, as a limiter. Uh, I mean, I was like, I'm not going over my LT heart rate. When you know, you get so tired at the end, it's ridiculous. You can't even get it even close to LT. But uh, um, I, I think it was um, it was good for me to look at the, the really really hard days. No, i I've, I've got to back off for a day or two. Uh, I didn't complete uh, probably a, at least a third of the running because I knew. Uh, looking at uh, using cycling peaks and, and looking at the, my data, I was digging myself into a deep hole and know how it feels to feel a certain level of fatigue that, um, you know, I wasn't going to like I wasn't going to want to complete the camp, mm. so um, you know, using your power efficiently, you know, you see a lot of these guys I mean, there's a few guys on the camp, you'd see that were constantly surging, constantly go, going hard for 30 seconds 2, 3 minutes, and you know they're just burning every match that they've got in their back pocket, and uh At the end of the day, they're just dragging ass to get in, yet, you know, you just keep rolling it, you know, and close to your average wattage. It's just amazing how easy that actually feels. Uh, um, Because your perceived effort, as we all know, is a a horrible measure. A few guys claim that they can, you know, they have the feel that no one else feels. I still, I've still never bought it. I I think, I think everyone could benefit from a power meter. It's just, uh, uh, the sport's too long for an endurance uh, event to not uh, have that extra bit of data in front of you.
1: So what did you notice with your power as you were you know, maybe coming into the, the final third of the camp? Did you know, I mean, you said your heart rate was uh, was, was dipping quite a lot. I mean, um, what about your power? Was that uh, getting better, staying the same, getting worse?
17: Uh, well, I didn't come into the camp with a lot of fitness. Um, so the numbers that, compared to my norm wasn't too good the first week, but I, I uh, improved every single day for like the first five days, had a little plateau. Then I... I fell off the day before our our easier day, our rest day. Um, And then right after the rest day, no change of perceived effort. And, uh, you know, looking at, like, uh, you know, your critical power. I usually looked at, like, mostly my 20, 30, and 60-minute critical power zones. And uh, it's amazing how one race day, or one rest day, rather, uh, those numbers were up at least by 20, 30 percent the following day. I had my best numbers the day after that. Uh, and then notice when I was starting to get really fatigued. We, we uh, all felt those
1: best numbers down in the pack as well. Yeah, yeah, no, right, whatever, Johnny. <laughs>
17: but uh, I, I try to contribute. I didn't do a lot of contributing in this camp. But I did a lot of uh, wheel sitting, but uh, it's okay. I mean, I was here to get some fitness, and uh, some guys are here to be superstars, and that, that's good
1: for them. Excellent. Good to have you here. Good to, you're a good draft to sit behind. I liked yeah. it. Thanks, Johnny. Good to have you. It's a man who's been on the mini-camp many, many before, mini-camp New Zealand, and uh, this camp... He went home in the red jersey, so the red jersey is the jersey for anybody who is older than Gordo uh, and it was a fairly fiercely contested competition this year um, so mark Pietrofessa, fessa uh, tell us about your camp and how and how it compared to other camps uh,
11: it was uh, it was a good camp it was a lot harder uh, contesting for the red jersey and um, probably a little bit less enjoyable because uh, you're always playing the game even when there wasn't a competition. It seems like you had to to kind of keep your head in the game, see where your competition was, make sure you got your next work got in, play, tactically figured out what you could do or what you couldn't do and for the extra, you know, the extra points, the extra sets, all that, that stuff that you can get ahead in the game.
1: So, I mean, what, I saw cracks appearing in you maybe even like as early as day five, and I thought, day two, I thought, he's not going to be able to keep this up. David Craig's looking pretty strong here. Um, what, what, what kept you going? You know, when, when the cracks were appearing and you, were, you had a few days where you exploded, but you just kept on going, exploded, and then you came back and did a 25K run. What, what was it that kept you going?
11: Well, um, I've been, this is my fourth camp, and I've, I've been worse off at camps because um, exploding wise and having a tough day and I knew and I knew that I could come back from them it's just um, and in, in this camp I actually didn't explode as much as people thought I was just backing off and, 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 and um, pacing myself for the next event. Um, the, you know, the, There was definitely some cracks in the armor and it started as early as probably uh, day two and it, it had a lot to do with the, the fact that I did Ironman Arizona November 22nd. Looking back, I probably did my last real serious workout November 10th. And I tapered to the, to the Ironman, um, tapered you know, coming out, did a few workouts, went skiing. Didn't do a whole lot until I got to New Zealand. And so my body was going through some shock that for those first five days, and I expected it to. And so I, I, knew, I knew I'd be stronger in the second week and I just was trying to get to the second week with all the events going on the first week and I, I was just kind of biding my time and um, you know, I, I had definitely some cracks all the way through, but I think it was a lot to do with the racing and the intensity, you just can't avoid it.
1: Um, and you said last night that you didn't actually come here with any ambitions of going for the red jersey.
11: No, no, I just wanted to come hang out with the guys, ride the, you know, ride the way I like to ride, you know, mess around with the folks, go hard when I want to go hard. But, you know, I never had the intention, uh, even I think David Gregg alluded the first day of, you know, what was my intention. I, I didn't have the intention of even racing the triathlon that hard, but once the kind of guns go off, I lose all, you know, I lose all control and I... I raced. Everything is pretty, pretty, uh, which surprised me. I mean, almost every event. No matter how bad I felt, once it was game time, I, I kind of, it kind of clicked, and I started, you know, I started hitting it.
1: Um, you've, you've, you've eaten a bit of food on this camp. <laughs> it's been noted. But I, I, do, I have, I have to, to a couple of people, he does eat a lot, but he, he's a slow eater, so it can be a little bit deceptive. Any idea how many, how much food you were taking in each day in terms of calories?
11: no clue I have no clue and, and I really didn't care what it was and I, I didn't enjoy it uh it was just a, it was just a matter of survival I just ate as much as I could as quickly as I, could. I am a slow eater so I don't I don't know if I actually ate as much as people thought but um you know it's 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 you, I just didn't want to be short and I just you know I just wanted to be, you know make sure sh- and there was a couple of days that I was short because I didn't have time to eat and I missed you know the main meals and and, um, you know, you really feel it, and you feel it the next day. So well, congratulations on Jersey. It was a fine effort. Yeah, well, thank you. Thanks, John. Thanks for putting it on.
0: I love your work a lot, especially at the end of the, the Warlock of the Interviews. You know, there was people using a few of your quotes on the, on the camp. Keep them up, team. Cup up. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. So sponsors... Coffees of Hawaii.com Remember when you go to coffees of Hawaii and you order your coffee you get that 20% discount if you oh. enter the code IAMTALK at checkout because you know with the epic camp boys loving the coffee. They were loving the coffee. Every morning I think we had about three
1: big um, plungers full of coffee rolling out each day. Was oh, some plantation videos up there. Nice. So that was uh, that was quality. And we had a little bit of variation. One morning, Stephen Lord thought there was something, something going on. He couldn't quite figure it out. We had a, a bit of a vanilla blend in there. Oh, re- oh, that's what
0: I was liking last year. Yeah. So we the vanilla was Standard.
1: Good. And then the vanilla came in. And for some reason, Albert sent a bit of decaf over. Didn't get touched. <laughs> people wanted their caffeine fix. <laughs> it's like having, people having Diet Coke and stuff. And I'm like... Just, we need sugar, man. We need sugar. Yeah. Anyway, so coffeesofwhy. dot com for all your coffee needs.
0: And uh, yeah, yeah. But just with the decaf, if you do like coffee, it is a good option, isn't it? Especially oh, great if you're option. someone who not to sleep at night. Yeah.
1: No. You in know. the afternoons, if you like coffee flavor, that's go for gold. But like at five o'clock in the morning, guys on Epic camp wanted to just. They do want to kick. They want to anything to make it work.
0: Am. Okay. We'll dot com. Go out there to check out the latest deals. One thing you can do when you go to trydyes is they have a clearance page. Now obviously when they go to a clearance page maybe the sizes will be a little bit odd mm-hmm. but for example they've got a 2 U wetsuit here which is normally $400 for $200 so half price and a lot of product on here is pretty much half price. Kind of depends on sizes and they have how much quantity available they have for each of these things. So for example you know some of these websites there's only two or one available. But it's worth checking it out, because if you are the size that they're looking for, so let's have a look. Um, Blue 70
1: 2009 Women's Helix. Women's Helix. It was $550, $275 US. Yeah,
0: and so... Two available. Two available. So you probably have to find out the size from them, um, which size there's is a, available.
1: good deal. There's... Uh, oh yeah, I don't know. Women's medium, medium and
0: women's medium, medium large. large. Okay, well there you go. So, so there you go. Yeah, so check out their clearance page because there's it's, it's some real bargains here, and Lots of wetsuits. And literally, if you're kind of a standard size, it probably won't be for you because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I'm a 10.5 shoe and you never get a sales shoe, and it breaks That's my right. heart. But if you are an unusual size, you know, this is a place to get some really amazing deals. Don't forget that try Buys do offer great deals all the time, so always make it your first stop when you're looking for try on gear. And Athlinks.com. Athlinks.com. Get those
1: Wanaka results up there, Bevan, and claim them. Get a few more rivals rolling.
0: Yeah, I was which, loving it. One thing they didn't do, which they could chop it up on next year, is they didn't do overall placement. So I got a, I got a trophy for getting second in my age group. All right. But they didn't do overalls at the end. Okay. Yeah. We fourth or fifth? I got fourth. Fourth. Yeah. But First. the guy who was fifth was like 10 years older than me. Oh, really? So I was good. loving it. I caught him because it would have broken my heart if he beat me. <laughs> 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 so... Yep, try athlinks.com. So, yeah, so whenever you do your races, go on there. Like, I guarantee you probably want to be up here by now because they're pretty quick. You go on there and you just claim your race results. And that way, it's keeping a record of all the races you've done over time. And, you know, like, you love it, eh? Oh, I love doing that because yeah, websites change, race organizers,
1: races disappear. Yep. Um, but if they're basically, if they've been loaded up onto athlinks, they're going to be there all the time. And the so-
0: chances are they've got over 50 million race results. That's a lot of results. Oh, no. No, it must be 140,000 race results for 50 million people. Must,
1: it must be. be 140,000 races. So yeah, yeah. That's yeah, pretty yeah. crazy. Athletes is 30... 1 million athletes on there. There's now 88,000 members. Oh, we've got to get it to 100,000. Got to get it to 100,000 sometime but, soon.
0: And it's just a good resource that if you actually want to put on things like your race reports. Mm-hmm. They have a race report form that actually shows you the questions that you can answer. That is yeah.
1: one, one of the big things about Epic Camp. What we were finding was um, you, you've forgotten what day one was like already. Well, you, you're at day 12 and you can't remember what day one was like. So, writing the blog was fantastic and having race reports somewhere. I think it's a great place. It's sort of there's a template there you can use. And you can just remember what your races were like. You remember the good things, remember the bad things, and then you can use them going forward.
0: So, yeah. good tool. Nice. Excellent. So, sponsors are?
1: Trybos.com.
0: Get on there for the deals. Coffees com. Get on there for decaf at night. And Athlinks.com. Get on there just to show off how great you are, right. and just to let the ones where you had bad races. <laughs> it's a big show today. Honestly, this, this is probably going to be an hour and a half. Nice. Nice. So, John, now you're back. You're well, back. How's life? Family life has taken priority for a little while. Yeah. What are you going to do now?
1: Uh, I'm just going to see. I'd like to do a couple of short course races this summer, but Epic Camp was my big
0: thing. It's a pity there's no halves now. Halves seem to finish around Christmas time, don't they? Yeah,
1: I guess because most people are then training up for Ironman, aren't they? Yeah, but I'm sure there's a market for a half around this time of year. Possibly. Well, Mm. there's the Auckland one at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, So I'll just hopefully do a few short course races, but I'm not too fussed. This is my big thing for the season, so I've got that done and dusted, enjoyed it. Yep. And so now I'm just going to kick back. Catch-up mode and work from the end of this week, and then uh, just question marathon. It. Just depends. I've got to go. To Pol- I'm going to-, to go to Poland in June or July. So yep. I'll just say I would like to, yep. but won't make any promises. But
0: and you? Um, school holidays only two more weeks. <laughs> two, two more <laughs> weeks. Of school holidays. Is there yeah yeah School holidays go on forever man they go forever but it's all good my my daughter's lots of fun Um, and then no that's pretty much me really John I've got a couple weeks off I'm going to reassess my goals for racing I think I'm going to do a bit of a run season so nice uh, do a lot of off-road running so anyway I think we've joined the tri-club get in cross-country
1: winter season maybe I will should Um, next week we should be back to a regular show
0: yep finally Iron Russ I'm Mendo Train Hard -hard. Train smart. Kia Kaha